Yeah, uh-huh, listen up Yeah, I can see you're new to this You ain't got no job You ain't got no experience You're entry level You ain't got no qualifications, baby You're entry level Your entry level, baby. Your entry level. Ooh, yeah. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Entry Level. Uh, I'm Brooks Wheeler. I'm joined here, as always, with uh, Mike Paul Burns. Hello, Brooks. Whoa, talking like a baby today. Exciting. <laughs> Whoa. How are you doing, Mike? I don't know. I gotta say something at the top of this. Yeah, it's gotta. You, you gotta mix it up. You gotta mix it up. You gotta mix it up. That, that was off the dome. I wasn't prepared. I, I wasn't didn't think prepared. of anything ahead of time. So, hello, Brooks, is what came out. Of very my brain. excited. Very excited to have you, Mike. How, how's Power Moves? How's your podcast doing? Oh, it's doing fantastic. It's very fun. It's doing fantastic. You gotta check out Power Moves with Mike Burns. Check it's, out Power Moves with Mike Burns. Put a link to it at the end of this episode. It's more Brooks that you crave. It's more of this. It's but it's yeah. It's no. It's a non-interview style where we just talk about what idiots we are. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. you know, and what idiots other people are also. Oh yeah, no, primarily. we talk about what idiots other people are. It's a lot of fair that moves. way. We talk about Applebee's one dollar margaritas where you're making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, for October, it's one dollar zombies. Mm-hmm. You're making money. They, somehow you leave Applebee's with more money in your pocket when they sell. I don't understand the science of it. Well, I'm no, not like okay, I'm not a math scientist. One dollar for a zombie at Applebee's. Okay. You walk in, you spend $6, you're wasted. If you had gone and done anything else with your night, mm-hmm. you would have spent a lot more than $6. So by going to Applebee's Ka-ching. and drinking $1 zombies, yeah. you've made money. Absolutely. Okay, that's how it works. You Applebee's. Pay, you want to pay your rent? Do you have money problems? Drink at Applebee's there more often. There you go. <laughs> done. You're making money. Hot Applebee's. Take. Um, oh, speaking of which, let's jump straight into this week's listener mail, which comes from an Applebee's. Oh, I, oh fuck yeah, bro. So this is, yeah, this is exciting. <laughs> so, so, um, if, yeah, if you want any of your emails read, we do listener mail, uh, email in entry love with Brooks Wheeling at gmail.com with your job stories. This one comes from Josh, who also said he, uh, asked if he, if I wouldn't mind if he made a cover version of the entry level song, but like a rock and roll version. Mm-hmm. And I said, that sounds very cool. Yeah, sure. Remix. Remix it, please. Yeah. <laughs> Drennan Davis Remix. made the original entry level music and all the stings. He's great. Check out Drennan's stuff. And also check out um, that uh, uh, short film, the attempt that I made that Drennan made a bunch of music for. It's super, cool. Super cool. Yeah. Super cool. Uh I'll put a link to that. I'm just going to start linking to other shit because it's fun. It's fun making stuff, guys. Start making stuff. It's I'm fun having... doing links. And no, it's just fun. Like, <laughs> we got this. We got your podcast. We got uh-huh. the attempts. We got travels and such. DIY, yeah. baby. Fuck, fuck Hollywood saying yes. Just go make it and put it on YouTube or put it out on as a podcast. Just start making your own shit. It's, I'm like infinitely happier now that we're doing this podcast than yes, I was. Yes, sir. I couldn't agree anymore, Brooks. I, uh, I, I feel... I feel vindicated. It's fun. It's fun. Get make your own podcast. Make your own shit. It's super fun. It's not that expensive. Shoot it on your iPhone. Who gives a shit? All right, here we go. Listener mail this week from Josh. Um, this one's this one's fucking nuts. This is this is next level to where I'm like not. I don't even. I don't agree with nothing that happened in this story. <laughs> do not agree. No, Josh. Josh didn't do it. It's from okay. I'll just read it from. Um, I'll just read it from. He goes, here's one of my favorites to tell from Applebee's. There was this waitress once who hardly did her job and got a lot of other employees to run her food and drinks to her tables and do her side work while she texted out on her phone in the back. Mm. Out of nowhere, 
For like two weeks straight, she would finish her shifts with around $500 to $7 in cash tips a night. On nights where the rest of us hadn't even passed a hundred dollars in tips, what she took a spontaneous at bees? Tri- yeah at bees five hundred to seven hundred dollars a night. Bees? She took a, a Mr. Chow's or something. <laughs> she took a spontaneous trip to Vegas for a weekend, and afterwards, on her first day back at the restaurant, the police were there waiting for her. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Turns out she had kept a credit card. One of the customers had accidentally left at her table while she used to close out. Uh, she she kept a credit card. One of her customers accidentally left at her table, which she used to close out all tables paying with cash, then kept that cash for herself as tips. Oh! Someone said she had spent close to $8,000 on this stolen card. She was arrested on the spot while the managers yelled at her in front of all the guests in the restaurant. I'm just surprised they didn't catch her sooner. Like, how could the customer or the bank not cancel or flag the card the first day of multiple Applebee's charges? That is full up, you're a idiot thief. <laughs> that is, so, there's like, this person got, you know, like 30 Applebee's different meals charged. A night. On, on, a <laughs> night. What the fuck? Like, like. It doesn't take long to to follow the money trail back to no. Applebee's, right? And this shady lady, oh, what a that's a that's a solid story. That's a story that I'm glad Josh, you're not involved in, but I'm glad you got to see go down. You know what I mean? That's a crime. Yeah, that's a crime. That's not. It's like if I work at a grocery store, say, and I take a. A, a case of Fago grape pop and then say I empty all those out and say I fill it with beer and then put it on the shelf and then my buddy comes and buys it. That's, that's more creative. That's than creative. Ahead. That's fun. <laughs> I can get behind that. This is like say you work at a grocery store and then when no one's around, you clean out all the cash registers mm, yeah, that's and then different. come back, go on a trip. Mm-hmm. And then show up back to work and be like, what happened? Yeah. Creative, hilarious stealing is one thing. But that's a straight up crime. Also, you're not even <laughs> stealing. Line she's not even stealing from Applebee's. She's stealing from a customer that came to Applebee's to, right. you know, make some money. They right. came in for those dollar zombies. And guess what? $8,000 charges some bozo. They were not making money. They weren't making money. No. That's losing money. Someone else was making money. Oh, man. Okay. So that's a solid. Thanks for this sending that in, Josh. Lady. I, I'm trying to think of the worst. I'm trying to think of the worst. Um, uh, I worked when I worked at Caltech. There was this guy who worked there. He was, he was a little odd. Uh, he was an engineer, and um, I, <laughs> he worked in one lab, and I worked in a different lab. And uh, he's real quiet. And just one day, he walks into my lab, and he goes, Hey, Brooks, have you ever been to Pornhub? <laughs> and I was like, um, Dude, don't even type that in in these computers. And he's like, I, wa- I wasn't. Going, going to? I was like, yeah, you were. What was it some like some sort of Milton weirdo from <laughs> yeah, Office very much space? A Milton-esque weirdo who has clearly just found out about oh. porn and was looking at it in the other lab. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't do that here. I, I stumbled upon a strange uh, computer <laughs> internet address, Brooks. That's that what might, it was. That you might be enticed by. He used it's to called- eat. Pornhub? He used to eat just tomatoes for lunch. Oh, that's fucking weird, man. Super weird. And also claimed he could run a sub 10 second 100 meter dash. (sighs) Thus making him like eligible for the Olympics. That's bizarre. Yeah, he's a real bizarre person. I don't like that. No, he's kind of guy who would make me really, uh, make me very uncomfortable to be around. But it's nice to have a guy like that in the office because you're like, well, I'm not the first one to go Mm -hmm. when we start downsizing. 
Uh, what yeah, that was guy, yeah, that guy's that guy's toast. Yeah, it's he, toast. <laughs> That's the thing about jobs, man. Is that people who are fun to be around, but do not as good of a job, will probably have more gainful employment than someone who does an amazing job but is a fucking weirdo and yeah. no one likes. No, yeah, you can't be you can't be giving everybody the heebie jeebies. You have to have a balance. You have to be liked at work. Yeah. Primarily. I've floated by on jobs that I was terrible at. Yeah. Hey, but, what's up, Linda? People like me being around and they don't give a shit. All right. Right. Terrence. Oh, what is that? A new crew cut? How's that kid? Still in high school? Good to hear it. Looking sharp, baby. Looking sharp over there. Um, all right, we got we have another one. This one's just really this one just made me laugh. It's not so much as a crazy story, which uh, as it is. Have you ever seen anybody do something super illegal that you worked with Burns? I guess is what I'm saying. Um, no, no. I think I, most jobs I've worked for. I mean, I, I, I never I, saw anybody steal eight thousand dollars. No, so. I, nothing ever to that like huge extent. I mean, yeah, I remember nuts. I remember working construction and. Uh, uh, guys moving large amounts of, of coke weight on the job site, but that's probably <laughs> really they would deal blow. Oh yeah, this guy Kenny who was who uh, drove the cement truck. Mm-hmm. Kenny's dead, so I can kind of say whatever. <laughs> Kenny lived with his mom, and uh, he went to actually went to high school with my dad. And uh, oh, Kenny, no. Kenny collected old Jaguar cars that he had all in his driveway where he lived with his mother. And, you know, he's like 55, <laughs> beat red face from putting in concrete all day. But he moved coke at the different places he would do jobs at. And he was one of those red hot temper motherfuckers. Sure. Like, a guy uh, who, you know, does cocaine. Probably doing a lot of cocaine. <laughs> and like the first day... Uh, there was some guy who we didn't like. I forget. I think it was Mark Hondo Rondo, and he wasn't. He was. He wasn't paying attention <laughs> to this. Uh, this. This pole that uh, that you use to. Uh, I don't know. Push concrete around. Anyway, uh, he slips it back. It's like long, like a like a, a pole that you would use for a pool, like to clean a pool. Right. And just hit Kenny in the dome, and Kenny's head got ripped open, and he was just bleeding all over the place, and. Uh, Mark Hondo Rondo didn't last long at that job no, because no, no. not liked. He was a real scumbag, uh, and uh, we were we laughed so hard. We wanted him to. He he, you know, came after Mark Hondo Rondo. <laughs> didn't get his hands on him, but it was one of those where if he would have got him in the first ten feet towards yeah. him before he cooled down a sec, mm-hmm. uh, he would have he would have murdered the guy. Scary. We would have enjoyed it. Well, that oh boy. All right. Well. You know, Hondo Rondo was a real piece of trash. If you knew him and the things that I won't even say that came out of his mouth, he does not deserve to be alive. All I'm right. sure that guy's gone. All too. Right, we got to save that for power moves. That's a power move story. Uh, this, this story is just from a listener that really made me laugh. Ashley emailed in just saying um, that she likes the podcast, but then also that she used to work at Petco and people don't know that. It's where the pets go. People don't know that guinea pigs aren't hamsters. Yeah. <laughs> so she said. Uh, I used to work at Petco at least once a day. Someone would go over to the rodent section, look at the guinea pigs and ask, what kind of hamster is this? And I'd look them dead in the eye and just say, a fat one. And uh, most of the time they didn't realize that she was doing it. It's a pigster. Uh, yeah, that's uh, we don't know that that one's been monster blooded from goosebumps. <laughs> uh, we, I don't know some weirdo some weirdo <laughs> dropped some ooze on it. I'll and, take six. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, lo- I love guinea pigs. Though. I, I just get excited about a guinea pig guinea story. Pig. I wish we had guinea pig right now to play oh with. Oh my gosh, hey. I would I would pet it. 
You know, you pet a guinea pig, right? Have you ever had a guinea pig burns? No. If you pet it right, it lets you know it goes like, erp, 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 erp. they chirp like oh, that. Oh, that's, that's adorbs. It's great. You pet them right underneath their neck and then their neck stretches out further, mm-hmm. like doubles in size. because they're like, it wants more. It's like, I got more neck for you to pet. Either way, thanks for, thanks for these stories. I like the Petco. Was solid, fun story. Those to, are both fun. To go across with the other one, which was uh, Straight Up Dumb Thief. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh, we'll, we'll get to this week's episode. I just want to say I am, I'm going to got some new dates. I'm going to be out doing comedy. Um, I'm going to, and you can email now if you want tickets to uh, either of these two shows. I'm going to be in Oxnard, California, which is Ventura County at Levity Live, um, uh, November 29th through December 2nd. Uh, if you want any free tickets to that, if you live like in Ventura County or Northern like Axnard. LA County, yeah, uh, hit me up. Uh, Entry love with Brooks Wheeling at gmail.com. Tickets to any of those uh, shows. Then I'm going to be in Dallas at, uh, but at the Addison Improv, which mm. um, is, I know if you live in Addison, you're like, it ain't Dallas. If you don't live in Dallas, it's fucking Dallas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to be in Dallas. I'm going to say I'm in Dallas. I'll be around I'm Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be at the Addison Improv um, December 6th through the 9th. Uh, if anybody wants free tickets to either the Oxnard shows or the Addison Improv shows, hit me up. Entry love with Brooks Whelan at gmail.com. Free tickets. Uh, and then I'm actually going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska. I can't give away free tickets to this one yet because it's a much smaller venue. Mm-hmm. And um, I have never played there. So I, I can't give away free tickets to that yet. So get tickets for the Lincoln, Nebraska shows. And then I just found out today I'm going to be in Philly all over New Year's doing shows with John Oliver. Well, that is very exciting. Um, no free tickets to those shows on account of uh, yeah. those sell the fuck those out. Those are very expensive. John Oliver's also. not having trouble moving tickets. Nor is John Oliver giving his freebie giveaways to you, Brooks. He will. He, he doesn't give a shit. Hey, he's not going to get Yeah, you give away a hundred tickets. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. Brooks gave away 5,000 tickets. What the fuck? I can't even do his accent. But those shows are going to be super fun. Um, and then the Raleigh, North Carolina shows got moved to uh, to late uh, late February because they're still building that club. And then also I'm going to be in Florida State. And I'm going to do a large chunk on how uh, the University of Florida can go fuck itself. <laughs> so you got all those shows coming up. up. <laughs> no, no. Not at Florida big State. Crew, what if a big crew of those guys show up? Fucking come, I dare you. Show up at Gainesville trash. <laughs> You're nothing but scum. You got nothing on Tallahassee. Oh, man. Go fuck yourself. I didn't say any of these things. I hope you sink. <laughs> I know. Uh, either way, Gainesville's trash. Tom Petty's whatever. I'm actually joking. I, I've been obsessed with Tom Petty lately. Yeah. He's the best. But you're giving Tom Petty a bad reputation, Gainesville. Way to go. Tallahassee. Now that's my type of city. Real scum bum capital town. Let's you know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And, and I guess that's it for uh, this intro. If you want the mug, the mugs are available. Bring them to the shows. Still got them. Still got this. St- <laughs> bottomless. It's a bottomless amount of mugs. Bottomless mugs, baby. Must be, the listeners must think our apartment is just filled with boxes of fucking mugs. Yeah, no. <laughs> the thing is, you buy the the mugs. The mugs are made to order. Made to order. I'm, there's no. There's a middleman. I don't touch the mugs. People come over. They do the podcast. They want a mug. I'm like, I don't got a mug. You gotta pay for a mug. It's not like a pre-made Seven Eleven sandwich. It's a made-to-order mug. I tried to for you. Yeah, I tried to buy one of my mugs just. See what it looked like. Yeah, it was like you can't buy from your own Etsy stop shop. And I'm like, bizarre. I want my I want I want a mug. Hmm. Either way, it'd probably be weird if I was walking around fucking drinking booze out of my own mug. Um, but enjoy this week's episode. It's with Al Madrigal, one of like the funniest stand-up comedians ever. Hmm. Uh, also, what the uh, 
co-founder of All Things Comedy, where this uh, podcast exists and travels and such exists. Him and Bill Burr made that network, and, and it's really cool. Uh, he's on. He's super funny. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot of job-related stuff because he used to uh, have a job where he hired and fired people. That was his job. That's tough. Yeah, he talks about have, it. I don't have the stones for that. Yeah, it's really good. He talks about like his problems with um, like how... Uh, you, you Just listen to find out, but he talks about how uh, up in the air, you know that movie with George Clooney? Uh-huh. How it's easy to fire a white-collar person? Yeah. But he's like, you fire... You fire a blue collar guy? Now that's yeah. tough. I'm taking bread out of their fucking mouth. Yeah. He's like, that's, that's the other guy's going to just cash in his 401k exactly. and sell his like, Mazda Miata for yeah. some extra cash. Yeah, it's fine to ca- fire someone who has a cushion. He's, he talks yeah. about it. It's super fun. Uh, and he, he's one of my favorite comedians. So enjoy this week's episode. Get a fucking mug. Come see me live. Listen to Power Moves. Right, here we go. Uh, we're, gonna, we're starting now. We yeah. did it. We, we started. Did. We're starting. Welcome to this week's episode of Entry Level. This is exciting. Finally, have uh, my boss on. <laughs> okay, not really. You just you you all things comedy is yours, Al Madrigal. Uh, helpful. You're, uh, you're not my boss. You're a helpful uh, partner. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the Honda guy. Yeah, yeah. You're the person who I was like, uh, hey, can I go uh, run into the woods and get drunk? You're like, yeah, just film it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, that's uh, yeah. What this company is all about is uh, enabling people to uh, make whatever they want. And we're without any notes, right? Has anyone told you what to do? No. I've told myself what to do afterwards. Like, <laughs> I've taken mental notes being like, maybe not that next time. Sure. Yeah. And if something costs a lot of money then we'd prob- and wasn't getting a lot of uh, reaction, then right. we'd probably kill it because it would be smart, bad business to keep on making something that sucked. Exactly. But I think when you have something like Travels and Such just came together with that, you guys, you and Grace being on Something's Burning, mm-hmm. and then releasing the timing of releasing the show it was fun just yeah sort of worked out and it's like one of the funniest things i've ever seen well that's so nice well, yeah well you guys just do a good thing that i didn't i think you tapped into and then we'll get into the podcast yeah. uh with all things comedy is like comedians hanging out is funny we do it all the time we don't need to be doing much for it to be funny you do not need it because you got bill's poker big story no it's like we're the anti-scripts network we yeah. are uh we can do comedian reality if that's a thing sure and comedians it's like with your guys um rapport also it's like getting people that know each other so you want to get comedians together you saw this with i don't know sure if you watched this somebody's burning with delia and bobby lee on it oh they're like best friends Bobby, I mean, they just bust each other's ass so hard. Bobby's reaction, uh, the, the, all you have to do is watch the first 40 seconds of this mm-hmm. thing because Bert looks at Delia and says, who do you think gets, has had sex with more women, me or you? And Bobby's reaction is one of the funniest things I've yeah. seen us make. So I mean, it's Delia. Was that? It's, yeah, it's yeah. Delia. Like, I think, yeah, he's just professionally bones chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I think so. I, he does. I think he side hustles as a comedian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, his second job. Exactly. So anyway, we just have to do, like, uh, putting comics together that really like each other, know each other, and so then there isn't this learning curve. When you have um, reality done on TV... Mm-hmm. You're putting a group of people together that don't know each other, and yeah. that then they have to learn to hang out. Or even a TV show, like you're going to meet a cast and then try to 
you know, generate some rapport. Oh, yeah, for sure. You guys had a ton of it. Yeah, in the next episode of Travels and Such, I flip out on Carl, which I would never do to someone I didn't know. But he's like my best friend. And I was like, yeah, shut the fuck up, Carl, because he's talking too much. Yeah, great. Which is like how we are in real life. Perfect. Dude, you talk, you got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But super fun. All right, but Al. um, Entry level. Entry level, yeah. But we were also talking about Flight of the Concords. You were on the first Oddball tour. Yeah, that was... uh, there was a big learning curve because it was, um, we went and they had never done those shows before. So it was the first Like shows year. that big or just shows where it wasn't just flight fans? No, Live Nation put that together mm-hmm. with uh, Funny or Die. And it was the first Oddball tours. There's never been like a touring. Like uh, Lollapalooza uh, for stand-up. Lollapalooza for stand-up. That was the first time that it had ever sort of been done, as to my knowledge. Anyway, so it's Kristen Shaw, me. That's the order. Mm-hmm. So Kristen Shaw would have to go out first. It was host, like a Jeffrey Ross or Godfrey did it once. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it was Ross or Brody or something like that. And then um, no one was there. So it was 25,000-seater. And then people would come in. Holy and so, shit. So maybe like 10,000 people were there. Which is a lot, but when a you're looking at 25,000 seats. Yeah, you're half full. And <laughs> yeah. people, it's not even dark yet. Mm-hmm. It starts to fill in. Oh, and these are outdoor theaters. Outdoor theaters. And uh, I was very proud of the fact that me and Chappelle were the only people that walked up and just talked into a microphone. Everyone else was way smarter and had a guitar. Yeah. I think they Hannibal be- had background dancers, oh, a DJ. Sure. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff going on. You needed on. to fill that stage because they were geniuses. So Dimitri went out and he had a guitar. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a lot of guitars. Everyone busted out their guitars for this one. So yeah. Jeff Ross had his guitar. Jeff out. Ross had a guitar? He was, was he making doing, fun of it? Yeah, I think he was doing um, speed roasting people on stage. With the guitar in his hand? Maybe. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so, okay. And then I saw pictures later on of uh, subsequent years where they would, um, uh, it was Amy Schumer and Aziz, and they were in a private plane. Oh, my God. And for, I remember, a big part of it, me and Kristen Schaal and Dimitri, I know we drove in a rental car between Houston and Dallas, and then oh just went, and we're trying to look for a place to eat and stopping yeah. and walked in and had one of those situations where the entire restaurant turned and looked at us and kept looking at us, mm-hmm. and not because they recognized you Kristen. You just were different. Yeah. You just weirdos. Like, well, these, these people should never hang out. Yeah, I see. This yeah, jo- should not be a thing. John Oliver, uh, I didn't get to, well, I because I opened for him a bunch, and he was like, tell me about Oddball and how he, well, he said he didn't have a good time, but he wasn't, they were, he got a fucking helicopter from one spot yeah we drove yeah that's what i'm saying like <laughs> they made some more money they drove. we drove he's like he's like you missed it we were in a helicopter man i go why why the one gig yeah i'm not there you get to fly in a helicopter yeah it was not that great but then the greatest part was Chappelle's 40th birthday was in houston i believe okay and we got to i think it was probably maybe one of erica badu's worst moments <laughs> <laughs> where she had to look out on the dance floor and see Flight of Concords guys, me, Kristen, and Dimitri, all with our own bottles of champagne. Okay. And we were the only ones left on the dance floor. Oh, And no. she was DJing. It was sort of the end of the night. And I looked at her, look at us, and look over to her guys and go, yeah, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, that's never good. You never want to be the last one at the thing. 
Yeah, we were the last. I'm always, I'm always like, oh, I'm gonna go in, I'll pop, I'll say hey, and then I'm out, and then no. cut you like everyone was gone. Yeah, it was the best party ever. Yeah. We were not leaving. Like <laughs> we, we wanted, to, we were the last ones on the dance floor. That's great. That sounds super fun. Yeah, it was great. Okay. And those guys were fantastic. Um, yeah, no, I I watched their new special. That's what we were talking about. It made me laugh so hard. It really is funny. You should check it out if you haven't checked it out. Um, but let's get to it, Al. This is job. This is a podcast about jobs. So where are you from and how old were you and what was your first job? Uh, San Francisco, my parents, uh, uh, my mom was working at and then bought. Um, it's I'm, I'm not sure I'll have to get the real story for her, but my mom has this crazy story where she was working at, for $6 an hour, I think as a secretary, moved her way up throughout the company and bought the company, and the company was an employee leasing company. So we provided staff to uh, places all over the Bay Area, and I think I was maybe a sophomore in high school when she leased me out. Is that it? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I got leased. You're you're like an indentured servant. Yeah, Uh, so I got leased out to... Does does that mean um, that these are temps? No. No? They they are full-time employees working at your business, so you don't have to deal with any of the HR. So I do all the hiring, firing... And I used to do sales for them. Okay. From so. the age of 19 to 32, I worked there full time. Okay. But we provided you with everything. So if we were working for All Things Comedy, everyone here would be our employee working at this location. So they had no skin in the game. They just managed them from day to day. Right. And I had to deal with all the headaches. So from 1932, again, and this is not the entry levels. I got plenty of those. Right, 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 right. No, this is this is a weird job that I don't know anyone who's ever had. Yeah, so we, I used to, like up in the air, I used to fire people. I used to hire people. I used to check references. I used to give people tests. I had a bunch of tricks. I used to walk people out to their cars. To fire them? No, to see when I'd interview somebody. I'm like, I'm walking out anyway. So you want to see what their car looks I like? See their, I want to see your fucking car. I, that adds up. Well, because if it's filthy and it's filthy, you're, it says a lot about you mm-hmm. as a person. Also, if um, I was hiring for... These are great. If you ever need to hire anybody, you're, feel these free to DM tricks. me yes. because I'll respond to you. I'll tell you a bunch of tricks. <laughs> um, you also, if anyone's going to take care of your money or even be an assistant in any capacity, you want to check their credit. Because if they can't manage their credit, then they can't manage anything that you want them to. So this is just a very rudimentary, like just elementary type of skill is Mm -hmm. staying organized to the point where you don't let yourself get out of control. Yeah. And for a lot of years, I would have failed that test. No, I'm trying to think like if you walked to my car right now, I think I'd fail it. But it's because if you walked to my car right now, I have no business keeping (laughs) you organized. Like there's no way I got a bike back there that I I went on a bike ride this morning. Okay, so I threw a bike in my back and you could tell a lot about me. From my car, right. Mercedes station wagon with the seats down, a mountain bike in the back, mm-hmm. and a lot of like Trader Joe's <laughs> bags. I can tell everything I need to know about you. Mine is a Subaru Outback. Uh, seats are down right now with crutches in the back and firewood. Crutches and firewood? Yeah. What from, does that say? I hurt myself um, jumping off a roof, but I'm still going camping this weekend. Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> Do you want that guy to be your administrative assistant? <laughs> no, no, nope. no, no, you no. Don't. It sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. He's great to hang out with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't want him with my money. <laughs> yeah. uh, I almost didn't get hired one time I found out because I, I worked at a sporting goods store selling like shoes because I wore Birkenstock sandals to the interview. Oh, yeah. But my boss told me later, she's like, I almost didn't hire you because you were wearing those sandals. I was like, those are my most expensive shoes. Those are like eighty dollars. The good ones. I yeah, they were the good, good ones. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, stuff. yeah." I was like, "Yeah, those." I was that was as dressed up as I could possibly be. Yeah, but you become this mentalist when you start looking at people and you start, um, you know, car seats. You can't ask somebody if they have kids. You yeah. walk out to the car and see if they have kids. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Um, if I called somebody <laughs> and I left, I so I would always call somebody's. And like people had answering machines, yeah. And if anybody on their phone recording or voicemail recording had like a song, mm-hmm. I was like done, not yeah. hiring that person because it shows extremely poor decision making. <laughs> um, I, I somebody one time when I was interviewing for jobs, I used I used, you know I was in fucking high school and I had a goof. It was so fun to make goofy voicemails, and they were just like yeah. vo- voicemail like you need to change that if you want to find a job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it, sorry, but you were going to say something. No, no, it's just a voicemail messages, credit check. Um, oh, this is a big one. If, again, if you're hiring somebody, please do this, because this is maybe my most important thing. The walk out to the car, I'm walking out anyway. Mm-hmm. So you want to just, I'm walking out, and keep the conversation going until you can sort of follow them to their car. Yeah. Uh, without making it too obvious. Yeah. Get a, get a, try to get a peek at oh, it. Oh, I left my keys. Yeah. Back in. Yeah, right exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm walk, I'll walk with you. I'm right over here. And just where are you at? And then you go walk with them and just keep talking. Yeah. Tell them why it's a great job. Tell them, you know, stuff, don't lie, mm-hmm. uh, but tell them why it's a great job. So I always have somebody, if they're going to apply, um, like I still do this, but you, I want a um, cover sheet and your resume. Oh, you want that cover sheet? I want that cover sheet. Okay. Because that cover sheet, anybody can just fire off their resume to a million yeah. places. The person that goes, uh, hi, my name is and so-and-so. And, so. and this is why I want to work. I typed in your company. Yep. And you can have 90% of the cover sheet done. It's, you just need to change it, that 10%. It's a little extra mile thing mm-hmm. that I want to see somebody who's like, to like the ambitious, yeah. takes a lot of initiative. And then um, I want a salary history. And then what I'll do is when you come in the front door, I make you fill out an application. And then the people that go, but I already, my resume is right. That's a person who doesn't want to follow direction and do extra work. Right. And then I have a bunch of detail on my application <laughs> that's extra shit. Yeah. So I want to know how much you made in all these other places mm-hmm. so then I can pay you accordingly. If you've been making 16 bucks an hour for the last four years and I'm willing to pay 22, I know I can pay you 18. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to start, and you always want to start people off temporarily. This is all boring shit. You no, this is, no, this is interesting. This oh. is great. You want to start people off with a 90-day probationary period Mm -hmm. and uh, make sure you're trying them out. And then put a little bump in. If I find a great person, I'll do everything in the world to take care of that person. Yeah, I'll give give you a raise after 90 days. Uh, People that we have here at All Things Comedy, we have great staff here. The best. Uh, Rachel, fantastic. Love her to death. Yeah, all these people produce travels and such. They're so fun. We've got a great crew here right now. I want to do everything I can. I'm going to be... 
creating a really nice uh, work area down low for yeah. them and just so they can get away from that cubicle mm-hmm. hell that they're in right now. So, um, yeah, I want to do everything Bryn's, I can. Bryn's dog that barks. That yeah. I'm like, you can't have a barky dog at the office. We're going to get rid of that fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice out. when you give it a treat, but I'm like, he's got to chill out. Uh, yeah, that dog's days are numb. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron heard it first. Oh, uh, man. Um, no, this, this, this space is great. Uh, it's All right, dope. but entry level. Wait, and I want to ask one last question. Yeah. When you saw up in the air, like it was like, were you like, this ain't how it works? Oh, no. When I saw up in the air, my wife grabbed in the theater. Mm-hmm. My wife squeezed my leg and she goes, I know this is for you. <laughs> Those words exactly. It was. It was I was pretty, looking at her because I was also traveling as a stand-up comedian. So yeah. he's like, "Get behind the Japanese businessmen," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "That's my move. <laughs> I do those things. I pack perfectly. I zip through a fucking airport. Yeah. Like I've got so between the travel and points and then firing people, no movie <laughs> has been made that I identified with more. Okay, perfect. So. All right, good. Like I didn't know if you watching. Like that's not how you fire him. You fire him this way. No, he was good, but. He also, he had it easy because he fired white collar employees. Okay. I could do that all day long. Firing somebody that's got a cushion. Right. No problem. Okay. You fire a machinist who's been making you know, seventeen fifty, who's uh, working paycheck to paycheck, right. who's also sharpening a fucking knife next to you. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. And just you know, without jumping into too many of the firing stories, like okay. firing blue collar employees that are making close to minimum wage who have prison records or Samoans who just got in a fist fight mm-hmm. or like I've done... The, the people that are firing people at Walmart or firing people where people really need that work, yeah. that's the tough gig. I am at, Up yes. in the air, George Clooney, people in suits, no problem. No problem. Yeah, because everyone's still, there's certain like decor. You, I mean, I remember that the Zach Galifianakis, it was one of his, his first movies, and he actually, they showed him in a break room clearing off the table and throwing a little bit of a fit. Yeah. I have had people throw fits. That were sort of high level, but for the most part, everyone's been worn properly. Yeah, I got fired from like a, a nice engineering job, and, and when they were like, "You're fired," I was like, "I get it." Yeah, yeah. Bad I place. had a warning, and I kept fucking around. Yeah, people apologize to me all the time. Yeah, I was like, "No, I sincerely wanted them to stay." Yeah, I was like, "You don't even need you don't need the security." I'd not. You, you, don't worry, I, I'm not even embarrassed. Yeah. Let me just one last okay, piece no, of exactly. advice. No, exactly. But you fired other people who did have freakouts? I have fired a lot of people who had freakouts. <laughs> I've fired, and these are stories you told me why they want like Right, uh, no, but, we'll, we'll move on. But No, I've, I've been choked. I've been oh, chased. Shit. I've been threatened. I've been, uh, I've, I've fired a thousand people. <laughs> Some of those are going to go and bad. These are people who are being fired, so they're already not the best characters yeah and i warned like but i warned so many people not to fuck up and they fuck up anyway right but then when you fire somebody and it's a surprise Mm -hmm. and they don't see it coming or there's gross (laughs) misconduct and you have your evidence in front of Mm -hmm. you and you know i fired my first person when i was 19 and then got very very good at it and then when I, I went through a streak where there was no trouble at all, because I was I said everything perfectly. Yeah, you're hiring all it's, the right people. It's and hire, you're hiring better people too. But yeah. people are bound to fuck up. Yes. See, and that's the other thing. It's it's in the Bay Area where jobs are disposable. Any job under twenty dollars an hour is a disposable job. Okay. You can just fucking so walk away from it. 
and probably go find another job That's, like that. Yeah, okay. My buddy called me, this is about a year ago, and he goes, I need to hire 30 salespeople. Do you think your, your parents' company can help me? And I said, uh, yeah, what are they? And this is me now. And I yeah. go, uh, he goes, oh, I want to pay him $13 an hour base, and then I want to give them commission. And I said, in, in the San Francisco Bay Area, where do they live? Yeah, I was like, how, that's- how do you live? And like, you can't. So you got to take that job, those 30 salespeople, open up a sales office in Lark's, you know, like someplace yeah. where it's Laughlin, Nevada, or somewhere outside of community college. That was my advice to just move out of state and go open up a little branch of it because in San Francisco, the median rent is like thirty four hundred dollars. I saw. Something. I read something that you need to make a hundred and nine thousand dollars annually to live comfortably in San Francisco. It's crazy. It's crazy. So where are all the people? You, you have this upstairs, downstairs economy that's developing. Mm-hmm. Where do they live? Where do they go? I don't. Know. I, I was in Reno. I went to Reno to film this thing, and they called Reno like some, like a lot of people from San Francisco are opening stuff in Reno because it's the closest you can get. To San Francisco while still opening up out out of state. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. And also, you could probably pop on a Southwest flight. Exactly, you can and get there and down. back. Yeah, yeah. Lake Tahoe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so what'd your friend do? Any, did he do it? My uh, friend, what, what was the, about? The, the, he needed to hire thirty people for thirteen. Oh fuck it, he. I don't know what he did. I All just right, told him he was yeah. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to pay him? I'm going to give him McDonald's for lunch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have, yeah, yeah do we it. have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we got just, the Keurig cups. I got a couple different options for him. Oh, I immediately told him, yeah, you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. And didn't think anything of it because it's just impossible. So you can't do that. So any job under 20 bucks is disposable. So sure. you have people sort of walking away. So you want to find that person. And when you do find a good person, you want to keep them. Sure. But when I was canning somebody, this is my last piece of advice for somebody. You got to say, you always have their final check. If you don't have time to get their final check together, you suspend them, make them walk away, it's, uh, and say it's been decided. Okay, so if you don't so have the final check. if I was firing check, you right now, yeah. I said, Brooks, it's been decided. Yeah, because I just did something five minutes ago that I have to leave or something. Like, I'm just saying, like, why would you suspend? When is a case where you have to fire someone before you can prepare the check? When you don't anticipate, if you're not, you can't have time. Let's say you, I watch you harass somebody. Okay, yeah. And you're there's a woman at the front yes. desk receptionist, and, and I I harass him, and you so you suspend I me see right you then. Put your dick on her desk. Okay. And I go, <laughs> dude, how many times have I told you about this dick on the desk situation? <laughs> and I'm like, no. I'm sorry, I won't have it again. <laughs> yeah. Look, no, dude, I like, see you're gone. Walk oh, away. I'm only, suspending only you. Only five warnings. So I'm suspending you right now. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll send you your last check. So okay. then you add up all their hours, make sure that they don't contest, and then you get them, you messenger them a check right away. Okay. I think they have to get it. I'm not up to date on employee sure, sure, sure. labor law <laughs> like I was, but I think you got to get them in a certain amount of time. Okay. So then if you have time to plan, you, you want to get them at the end of the day. I don't know what the strategy, I haven't read anything. I haven't been doing this for mm-hmm. 15 years, but- the strategy might be to, well, for me, it was to catch them at the end of the day, deliver the final check, say it's been determined that today is going to be your last day. Right. And uh, I'm here to help you gather up your things and walk you out to the car. And that's pretty much it. If their car's clean, do you rehire? No. It's, <laughs> well, I didn't know you had the, It's been determined is the best thing to say. Totally. I, would, I moved up my firing one time where my boss was like, hey, we need to have a meeting at five. And I go, oh, I was going to leave early today. She's like, let's just go now. 
<laughs> like it was yeah. great. I was so happy. I was like, oh, I was kind of going to scoot early. Yeah. Yeah. And I see. Oh, that's perfect because <laughs> yeah. that's the exact right, reason why we're going to right you. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's exactly. Why. How many times have you been fired? Um. Well, there's the only. Uh, I've kind of quit. Quit fired a couple things like fuck you, fuck you. We were in agreement. That's like construction jobs in Iowa, and then that job was just an engineering job down at Irvine, which was too far. I was commuting up to Los Angeles every day to do stand up. So I was just, I was barely there. I yeah. get in, I, last one there, first one gone. Got it. I was just using it to do stand up. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if everyone listening to the uh, podcast, I know I sound like Alan Alda. Uh, every time I do a fucking oh, podcast, really? <laughs> I get uh, messages. Hey, it sounds like, now I'm doing it more. But. <laughs> Sounds just like Alan right. Alda. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So my shit jobs. Let's my get into entry level jobs. Yeah. So they leased me out right away. Okay. They leased you out right away. So you have to go do these weird jobs. What's the earliest you worked? Uh, I worked at a cave when I was uh, 15. I was a tour guide of a cave. Yeah. So I would same age, uh, summer, I put on a lab coat. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go work in a pediatrician's office named Bay Area Pediatrics, where I did fours. Fours where I sat in a back room by an autoclave in a little sort of mini kitchen. Okay. And I waited for the medical assistant to bring a child and their mother or parent to me. Someone, I, someone around your age. Do I say, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. in some cases, yes. Yeah. And, but for the most part, little Children, kids, like yes. an eight, nine-year-old. Yeah. And I would do their vision and hearing test. And then I would do a hemoglobin test. Uh, where I did the finger prick and I yeah, collected a little blood sample. you had to finger prick people as a 15-year-old? Yes. Oh, my God. And then I sent them into the bathroom with a urine cup, and I was a piss collector. Jesus, dude. Like, and, that's nurse work. No, like, I'm saying, like, it's that's more than a 15-year-old. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have. And I had a lab coat, <laughs> and then I would take the... Uh, Streetcar home. This was like in San Bruno or uh, it was in, yeah, it was not in the San Francisco area. So then I would take the streetcar or the bus home. And my dad, I remember a lot during the summer, my dad's friends and some workers were fixing up our house and they would all make fun of me. Really? So I was like, hey, doctor, <laughs> hey, doctor, come here, doctor. Oh my, and you're oh, like, hey, doctor. I'm just trying to make a <laughs> yeah, living, guys. I'm just trying to make like. I just had to cut a bunch of kids. $8 an hour. Yeah. And then kids would come out. I remember a lot of times with just brimming full of piss cups. <laughs> Just, I got so much piss all over my hands, and I'm 15 years old, so just piss was everywhere. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, kids came running out and um, said, my mom broke the toilet because she took a huge dump. <laughs> that? And uh, it was just horrible. Like, Why is your mom shitting when yeah. I just need you to pee in this yeah. cup, man? Like, he went into the bathroom with his mom to collect pee. <laughs> and and she, she had to take a shit. <laughs> so they shit in there. And I remember, like, I bet she was she was the only one who broke the toilet, but I'm sure that's what a lot of moms did. That was their time to, yeah. like, take a quick shit. <laughs> so, because they stayed in there forever, and I just assumed that's what was going on. And I had them packed up. Right. So I'm like, okay, we need to get this bathroom going. Uh, so... Guys, so that I, is the little kid pee only bathroom. Totally, yeah. So, and then you had to prick their fingers. So, I'm you're dealing with a lot of fucking crying kids. They would freak out. I freak, freak out. I still get nervous out. about a finger prick. But I'm like, you're not going to feel it. It's going to be fine. Just real quick. And then I would sneak them in. So mm. I had a strategy. It's like a little pen, right? Yeah, you know, like I, I think pen. I did. It was a at the time. It was a little thing I put on the finger and I just pressed a little button. Oh, okay, I see. Um, 
I think I did my one of my was tricks was knife? I'm gonna count to three and oh. I did the one, two, and I did it on two. <laughs> okay. So I did oh, that move. Man. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Dude, like, I know it didn't hurt. Yeah, I know. Little dick. I know, but I, I was such a puss. I'm sure I would be like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And then you're, fi- so you're 15. You're collecting blood. Collecting blood. That's crazy. I think even, I'm trying to think. So Nancy Pelosi has this we watch where this goes so had a <laughs> has a son named Paul and I went to school with his cousin Lawrence in San Francisco okay so my next job after that was in a summer wait and do you so how long did you work at the at summer gig just a summer gig back to school go, you're gonna be a sophomore in high back school back to school back. yeah nothing okay great um, I'm not sure about the timing of these. This might have been the sure. summer before. And what are you What are you spending this money on? What is Al Magical like using this uh, $120 check for? Like, what's I your excitement? No, not video. Like, because I was just like Xbox games were all I fucking cared about. All right, so I'm significantly right, like older records or tapes. A lot of tape cassettes. Yeah. Probably Tower Records was a thing in Ooh, San Francisco. Yeah. So we'd go down there. Um, I think comic books. I would, there was a comic book store. Yeah. And I would buy that kind of stuff. Um, we would go out so I could see like movies. My, right now, my son doesn't really go out too much. Okay. Uh, we live in Pasadena. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's going out like they were. We would go out every single weekend. And go out sort of big. We would uh, go and uh, certainly find parties or booze. And we were in the city, too. Well, we were out in the country in Iowa. So we would find someone's barn and just be like, we're going to this barn. Get as much beer as you can from whoever. Where'd you get the beer? Uh, It was older brothers. I had a friend named uh, The Bopper. Uh, who he was like the fifth in the line of brothers. So he had like like an ID that was like from like 1994. But like, it was like, you go to this Casey's gas station, they don't give a fuck. So we drive like a half hour out of town to the, the lax gas station to go get beer. I in person, we now like 19th and Lake street in San Francisco, there was, uh, we knew about Liner Liquors. I would buy Brass Monkey. Oh, yeah. A, a Beastie Boy song. Of course. Just, yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to get some of this fucking Brass yeah, Monkey. Yeah, that's why I got into White Russians because of fucking <laughs> Big Lebowski. Yeah. Like in college, I was like, I'm a White Russians guy. I'm like the For dude. For some reason, Miller Genuine Draft. Okay. Like if we were going to get beers, we got MGDs. Yeah. Bush Light for us. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I did one, t- a couple times, I impersonated a guy from the military. Okay. And I walked in in like uh, olive green sweats. <laughs> I got olive green sweats. Okay. And I walked in because it was near a little, there's a foreign language institute on Lake Street where they taught military personnel how to speak all these foreign languages. And I walked in, I go, how you doing? We're playing cards up there at the uh, at the foreign language institute and uh, I'm, I'm going to need some cards. And um, why don't you go grab me because I, I can't lift it. Um, I need you to grab me two cases of Bud Light. Holy and shit. And had the guy get it. Dude, that's... And that was like my baller move. It's was, real Kaiser Sose move yeah, or something. Yeah, I told the guy, why don't you go, I need you to get it for me. Yeah, you're like Hannibal Lecter, like, put it in my car. <laughs> put it in the car. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think the guy just didn't, 
either he knew or just didn't question it. Right. And I was wondering why I didn't do that more. Like, why didn't we dress up like old men mm-hmm. and have like a, one of our friends wheel us in? I mean, oh. it's a lot of, I mean, you don't have, a, it sounds like you had a lot of confidence. I would be shaking whenever I was trying to get beer because I was a little nervous, a little psycho. Yeah, I think you gotta have the eye. Of the I tiger. had the, uh, the you know, I just the too much confidence, confidence. Yeah. to go up on stage. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and um, I always ran for student body politics. I gave a lot of speeches as it's kids yeah. and plays and stuff like that. So uh, having somebody like wheel me in would have been good. Mm. I just if you're a kid listening <laughs> to this, this is such great advice. Yeah, dude. The other day at the liquor store by my girlfriend's house, there was like. I, he was like probably 13 hanging outside. He's like, hey man, we buy me some beer? And I'm like, look, I wish someone did for me, but I'm not going to do it for you. And I was just like, good luck. But I'm not, I'm not buying a fucking no, no, kid beer. It could, it could be horrible. Like also, that's camera. crazy. That's yeah. I would never do it. No, like, no. I was couldn't. like, I just was like, good luck, man. I hope you have fun. But no. Yeah, you'll find yeah. somebody. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. You'll yeah. always find somebody. Yeah, well, we're in a part of town. Someone's going to do this. Sure. But I just don't understand, like, all we had to do was, like, get a gray wig and a sweater and some <laughs> glasses and draw a couple forehead wrinkles. Sure. <laughs> and then go, hey, Grandpa, which one do you want again? Uh-huh. Hey, one. <laughs> and then just, <laughs> hey, monkey. Brass monkey. <laughs> I think he said, is there something called Brass Monkey? I'm sorry. Like, the, <laughs> like MCA. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Grandpa loves his, yeah, his I guess band. So. I Give me 12 bottles of the Brass Monkey. I, apparently, they were big in the 40s. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, you, that's just such an easy move, yeah. I think. Okay, there we go. You've told people how to get fired, how to fire people, how and to hire people. Y- how to, young kids how to get booze. And yep. It's been a very learn, very uh, expansive learning. Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. So, so your then, next job, sorry. Next job with the Pelosi cousins. Okay. We get in the car, we go to Half Moon Bay, and I, we met some guy above a liquor store who had coupon books. So we went door to door and <laughs> sold coupon books in okay. Half Moon Bay. I like Half Moon Bay. I've camped there. My brother is actually a harbor master there. Really? Yeah, yeah. I camped there. So, you see so many whales there. Oh, yeah. So my brother, if you go to Pillar Point, Dante is the uh, harbor master in Half Moon Bay. I, yeah. I was I was just there. I did the San Jose Improv, and I was like, I don't like San Jose it's at horrible. all. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> but I really stuff. like Half Moon Bay. So I spent all my days at Half Moon Bay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. If you Did you see the sort of working marina that they have there? Um, no. I, we were just goofing around on the beach. It was just me and my girlfriend drinking beers. So, yeah, next time you go up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, okay, you so you go. So, so Half Moon Bay is like a cool little sleepy. Foggy, Very sleepy, foggy. Yeah, moldy little town. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Done a lot. Um, through, you know, growing up, growing up in San Francisco, you go there over the years. And, uh, yeah, I uh, sold coupon books door to door. Did that for that what, one, what type or, of coupons? What are we? What I'm are we trying talking to about? remember. Just general what they Half Moon Bay stores. And I had a sales pitch, and that take, it takes a lot to like sort of knock on a door. Yes. And say, hey, sir, how you doing? Uh, uh, single kids, you know, and I'm oh, fi- 14. Yeah. You know, and 15 and going, hey, how you doing? Right. Nice to see you. Uh, so I understand. I see the car out front. 
and you're trying to hustle these books. We were so shocked when we sold one, but it was you <laughs> that know that would be shocking. It was shit that you would probably get right now, pull off the internet. Yeah, or be delivered. Do you know every day you get the like the fucking little adverts? Yeah, or whatever, there's a you're like, specific day of the week. Still making these? Yeah, and it's uh, Pollo Loco has mm. uh, you know you get a thigh. Yeah, extra that's, thigh. That's why I read that like Mary Kay and like Avon took off. Uh, because like women, they, they were like, men were trying to sell stuff. And then whoever was in charge of Avon, I think was like, well, women are much more likely to be like, not have the door slammed on them. Like, and the- buy from other women. Exactly. So that's why it's like switched to like women selling to women. Yeah, because there used to be a lot of door-to-door salesmen. That yeah. was a, very much a thing. I think it was encyclopedias. Yes. I remember kids in vans. Maybe like six or seven years ago when we were living in Eagle Rock, drop off and they were selling cleaner, like a big thing. And I just had a kid. He's like, let me put a little on the sidewalk and I'll show you how this gets. I'm like, dude, I'm going to buy it because I used to do that job. I'm buying. I don't care what it (laughs) does. What if it makes a bigger stain? Just stained my sidewalk. I would still (laughs) buy it. God damn it, dude. I was all over it. Yeah. You got it, man. So then at... um, and this was pretty big. This is my first real job that I went out and got on okay. my own. I was a busboy at a place on Second and Clement. If you live in San Francisco, please let me know if this still exists. It was called Eats. And they were... Uh, was there an exclamation point? Nope. Just E-A-T-S. E-A-T-S. Okay. And it was sort of famous for brunch and their lemon ricotta pancakes. I was 17 years old. I was a busboy that entire summer... And um, I uh, worked for a guy, a Korean guy named Mr. Kim. Okay. Who we'd see go across the street and spy on us as we were working. <laughs> there was a black guy who was the chef that um, I think he used to call me Alan. And he had a dead tooth. He, and he looked exactly like MC Hammer. Okay. There were two. It might have been him. <laughs> Dude, it was, uh, no, that was in the height of MC Hammer. Oh, uh, still, yeah, you yeah. know. So he would. Um, he was a drug dealer. Okay. And so Mr. Kim had some right to go spy on you guys. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so Kim, I knew I was going to get Kim fired. Had the right idea. And we could eat. You know, we could have a breakfast. You could put in for an order. There I learned how to uh, use uh, operate an espresso machine. Uh-huh. I learned how to sh- – he taught me how to short order cook a little bit, um, which is cool. Yeah, that's fun. Like cook- yeah, cooking is fun, especially I'm, if you're a busboy and he's like, hey, you want to make some eggs? Fuck yeah, yeah, I'm great mean, with eggs. Do you mean not go just scoop up trash for 20 minutes? So I'm the king of – and that actually helped me. Being a busboy, everybody should be a busboy because yeah. – you really get to see people for who they are. Yeah, uh, people would just leave a mess at the table. I'm like, fucking tidy a yeah, little. Yeah, I would. Um, but you also learn to like not get too grossed out by uh, nothing's too precious. Yeah. Like, I can always wash my hands. So I'd reach right in a garbage, That's, reach right in a sink, unclog a, you know, unclog a sink with my hand. Yeah. And not, uh, be, I've, you're I've, pretty good about that. Well, I mean, I forget. I'm just saying I forgot who it was, but somebody was on entry level and they were talking about how they, they were a little worried being a busboy. But then there was like a 40 year old. Puerto Rican lady and they were like she would touch anything like yeah. she was just like a mom who's like it doesn't matter no, he's no, like she's no, a no, fucking no. legend I'll pick anything up off the table yeah. put it on a plate stack everything up and just you know eventually you're just totally. washing yeah. your hands you're like, it hey, it's matter. gonna get clean anyway um, after that wait but you, so you got fired from this one Mr. Kim no my just it ended okay it I just gave like, notice yeah. did not get fired 
I would do horrible things. I'd throw steaks mm-hmm. on the grill when I was about to leave. Yeah. And, um, Wait, and so then you would just take a steak home? No, I would uh, cook it there and eat it. That's right. Oh, you'd eat it there I'd before you I'd make my own steak and eggs. And, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, then <laughs> it's like, hey, man, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You can have a meal, but you can't have a steak and eggs. I, I remember. I, but then you look across the street, and Mr. King was in a, <laughs> I don't know, like a Hallmark card. He'd lower, and you'd see his eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like like a fucking movie. You're like, Mr. Kim, you're right there. <laughs> yeah. He has a mustache on. He's your old man from your story earlier asking for brass monkey. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay, Mr. Kim. Uh, uh, and then, this is my, I killed a guy. Oh, really? So I actually did, was responsible. This was one of my jobs. Oh, wait, um, okay. So <laughs> the next summer, I go to Lake Tahoe. I work, and it's another busboy at Village Pizzeria, North Shore, Roundhouse Mall. So are you, are you going to Tahoe because you like hanging out at Tahoe? We, me and my buddies lived in his parents' cabin for okay. the summer. It was Chris Simonstead, John Kristen, and I think... It's a beach Kristen. house, just like Kavanaugh. Just like, you know, you guys just go over there, yes, having fun. Squeak. Guys being guys. <laughs> squeak. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was... Um, Nothing too crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Refrigerator filled with beer. Yeah. You're 18 years old. It was Sounds a great. great, great summer. Yeah, uh, we had access to a boat. We just oh man, boats huge. We had a boat in high school because we lived on the Mississippi. Not me, but I knew a guy. My friend Ben had a boat. Changed everything. Yeah, it's just a really cool thing. I mean, I I was lucky to know somebody with all this stuff. So yeah. I was just around. It was one of my good friends. So worked as a busboy. Learned how to th- make pizzas. And um, I remember making fun of one of the cooks who put a knife to my throat because oh, I called him uh, Puto. Yeah. And, uh, knife to your throat. Knife to my throat and had to be held back. He, he was, did? He had to be held back from <laughs> killing me. Oh, my God. Then, Is this the man you killed? What's that? No. Yeah, yeah. He tried to kill me, so I killed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to get him um, first. I ca- indirectly killed somebody. So then I no, go to... Cal- wait, no. Let's, let's go to, through this Puto guy, because I've messed up. I fucked up and got ch- choked pretty hard by a guy at Papa John's one time. Because you don't know these dudes, and you're young, and you're goofing with them, but they got fucking... They can get triggered quick. Yeah. This guy wanted to fucking kill me. Um, I might have, like, drawn a picture of him... <laughs> And put it up in the an unflattering uh, photo. An unflattering caricature yes. was drawn. Okay, with maybe some dicks. <laughs> sure, sure. And, and you're uh, just having fun. And yeah, I'm sure that you and him have had a little bit of fun before. Well, there's a, a back and forth thing going. Yes, exactly. He's making fun of me. Yeah, you know, it is that sort of uh, you know Latinos that you know speak primarily Spanish are making fun of me because my Spanish is horrible sure. and they're, you know, English is horrible. So we're trying to communicate yeah. and it's a lot of him making fun of me and looking and saying something in Spanish and laughing to his friends. Okay. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I know what pendejo means. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I know medicon. So I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm going to draw a picture of him taking some dicks yeah. and uh, we'll see what, who <laughs> we'll gets the lap we'll see who gets the last lap there's a knife on my yeah throat. and he has a switchblade <laughs> It wasn't. It was his own knife. He yeah, had, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't a kitchen a, knife. Oh my god! It's so much scarier. Yeah, it's so much scarier if he pulls one out of his pocket. And uh, <laughs> um, manager had to hold him back. John. Oh my yeah. god! And then I'm sure this guy got to stay working there. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't want to get separated. Knife to your throat sure, as the sure, manager. Sure. It was one of my last days too. I didn't think so. <laughs> and then um, they fired you because you got almost murdered. We got to get this guy. We got to get this Al yeah. guy out of here. He's I'm realizing all my jobs early on. Like my first five jobs in life were very disposable jobs, and then they were also <laughs> um, uh, all summer jobs. I didn't right. So all summer work. Um, last two, I gardened. Uh, so I did gardening for old ladies when I was down at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. That sounds like, dude, you're living in like all, you, I'm fucking so jealous of people who grew up in California. So you got to work in Half Moon Bay, fucking Lake Tahoe, and then San Luis Obispo. These are all perfect Yeah, yeah, I never towns. really even, I, I, those are all towns I want to retire I, in. I took for granted, yeah. sure. Uh, and I, one old lady would say, why don't you take your shirt off? <laughs> Aren't and I used high? to. I go. This is what you want, huh? Like that. Oh I take God. it off. Yeah. It was like uh, I garden, and then um, then she would ask. So like it's not even. It's like seventy four degrees. Why don't you? Hey, let's get that shirt off. Hey, yeah. aren't you warm? No, no it's actually raining. Yeah, right it's raining. It's just fifty degrees. Shirt sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's so wet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, her husband Roger, oh my God, um, would was older. He was definitely the guy in the wheelchair, wheezing. Uh, that uh-huh. <laughs> sit there and watch. Maybe he was into it. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, get him to take get him your shirt off. <laughs> so he would um, uh, not be able to do any of the yard work. So she called me, and I was smoking smoking pot. Mm-hmm. I was playing Nintendo. I was playing RBI baseball. Oh, you yeah. Know exactly what I was yes. playing. Not even RBI 2. RBI 1. Okay. And it was just called, it wasn't called RBI 1. Yeah, it was just RBI. Yeah. So I was playing RBI baseball. And um, she goes, Can you mow the lawn today? Mm-hmm. And I knew what that meant. Can you come over here and take your shirt, take your shirt off, off? Flex a little bit. <laughs> so I go, No, <laughs> I can't. I'll it. come tomorrow. Yeah. Roger mows the lawn, dies of a heart attack on the lawn. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Yep. You see, yeah, you were, you, a guy got killed because you were too stoned having fun. Playing RBI. He was going to die anyway. <laughs> sure, sure. Yes. You just helped him along. I helped him. You just opened the gate. He had no business. I said, I'll come tomorrow. <laughs> Roger could have fucking waited. She made him go mow the she, lawn. He mowed the lawn, died of a heart attack on the lawn with the lawnmower. I went to the memorial. <laughs> Did you pop they, your shirt off They for opened her? the door and she pointed at me and she goes, that's the boy. <laughs> That's the boy who was supposed to mow the lawn. <laughs> and I went, <laughs> oh, right. oh, shit. Oh, man. And I got out of there. Yeah, that's, you walked into a that's funeral and had someone point and say, yeah. that's him. <laughs> that's him. And everyone yeah. looked. Yeah. It was like me walking into one of those restaurants. Oh, my God. That's fucking nuts. Um, okay, so um, when did you, so you're doing all these jobs. Are you ever thinking about getting into comedy? Like as yeah, a young kid? Yeah, this is... Um, I, I definitely am. Like, uh, I'm thinking, I always loved stand-up. So while at Cal Poly, I would watch Short, Depen- uh, Short Attention Span Theater. John Stewart, Mark yep. Marin were hosting that. Um, oh, so you went to Cal Poly. I went to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo that for place like is, two and a half years. I like that college. I've performed yeah. there. Well, well, I'm just saying it's in a nice area. It's I, in a lovely area. I camp at Montana de Oro, which okay. is those cliffs, yep. like 10 miles out of town. Beautiful. We just went up to um, go to Cayucas. Yeah. And Cambria, I have a friend, Balan Abendroth, who lives in Cayucas. Those places are all so nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Went and uh, yeah, it was it was it's so nice over there. So you're going to school there, but you like stand up. I love watching it. Yes. And I grew up on a block with stand-up comedians in San Francisco. Michael Meehan and Michael Pritchard were on my block growing Whoa. up. So Where did you grow up in San Francisco? In like, the Inner Sunset, which okay. is 15th between Irving and Judah. So, sure. right? Sort of close to the hate, very close to Golden Gate Park. We would run into Golden Gate Park and build, like, forts and shit that's like ama- that. That's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you're, you're watching it. You're like, I might try this. I want to try, try this. Try this someday. I think when I'm like 26, I go see an open mic. Okay. And it's the people are horrible. Yes. And I think I might be able to do this. I can certainly do it better than what's happening here. The, mm-hmm. I, I love stand-up. I knew all the guys. I watched John Caponera, Jeff Stilson, all these comics. Like, uh, you know, there was Ray Romano I loved early on. Like, sure. Jingle in the Keys, Ray Romano. Yeah, he's, I've thought, only seen him do that bit 500 yeah, times. I, thought, I, I was, see him do it on every late night show, he, talk show. I'm like, dude, hi. mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, Ray Romano. He's, I think he's hilarious. He is. He's uh, the best. Uh, I got real drunk at the um, uh, premiere of um, Kumail and Emily's movie, uh, The Big Sick, yeah. uh, in New York. And I, I thought this was a funny bit to do to Ray Romano. You thought it was terrible? I just kept saying that to him. And he was like, I don't even know you, man. <laughs> I was like, Ray Romano didn't like it. Like, and he was like, I don't know you. What are you doing? Yeah, I was like, and in the morning I was like, why did I harass Ray Romano yeah. last night? <laughs> He's only nice. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brad Garrett also was on I'm Dying Up Here. He's the, if uh, Brad Garrett is the best person working in Hollywood. Really? Oh, you know what? You got the part that I auditioned. I I mean, I auditioned for I'm Dying Up Here. And then when I saw it, you got that part of the the one I was on acid. Yeah. And then did they make you do in this audition? I'm Dying Up Here is a um, show about stand up comedy in the 70s at Alzon. Was. a show. Okay, it was a show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. saw that coming. Uh, not from not your part. <laughs> yeah. But, but did they make you do, like, fake Shirley Temple stand-up when you walked in? No. Okay. I, I got lucky. Uh, so I think I always get called when they need to color something up. Oh, you sure. Know? So, sure. I'm just, yeah. I went in, I did it, and they go, okay, now do, like, maybe, like, a couple, like, maybe 60 seconds of stand-up on Shirley Temple. And I'm like, right now? Like, Just improvise Shirley Temple stand-up? Yes. And I was like, I, I'm not, I wasn't, like, now, if you ask me, I'd be like, no. I'm just, I did that. Shirley I, can't, Temple, I don't know how I'll, to do that. I'll do some that. of my own stand-up. Yeah. So, but I was dumb enough then. I'd be like, Shirley Temple's, what a hottie. I don't know what you want me to do, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All I know is good ship lollipop. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know that. Yeah. What kind of, yeah. It I don't was know, just whatever. really weird. Okay, I'm so sorry. Uh, so you, but you like stand-up. You're surrounded by it. You see an open mic. 28 years old. Finally get up the balls to do it. Do a character at the luggage store. One friend goes, it goes okay, but I think I may have smoked pot before. Sure. And then I was so embarrassed about my effort (laughs) that I went back and I wrote a bit that I kept for about a year and a half after that and went and developed some of it and then got embraced by all the stand-ups there and they're like, uh, they brought me around. That's great. Okay, so yeah, so you you went and did it, it went fine, but then you were like, I should have tried harder. I should have done way better and tried harder Mm -hmm. and then I went back and I tried harder and it went very well. That's great. And who was the crew, who who were the guys who embraced you in San Francisco at this time? So, uh, uh, behind you, Gary Cannon, the guy with his shirt off and Gentleman's Dojo, he does warm-up for uh, Conan right now. Um, I'm trying to think who else is around. Bartnick is around. Bartnick, Joe yeah. Bartnick maybe saw me do my very first set ever. 
That's um, great. And had a whole big crew of friends that... Uh, San Francisco's always got, like, fun, good comics. Yeah, John Hugasian yeah. was a guy. Every time I'm around. up there, it's just like, oh, this it's fun. And everyone's genuinely just doing it for stand Molly Schmink is one of my good friends. She's who great. I'll remain yeah, she books for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah, Cobbs in The Punchline. Yeah. She's super dope. Um, okay, cool. So we, I, we just got to get to the point where you got to quit your family job of firing people. So I got um, uh, hired uh, to be on a sitcom. I went to Montreal. Whoa. Is this all from San Francisco? Yeah. So, so you're I in San Francisco. Didn't leave San Francisco. Which is the way to go. And then uh, went to Montreal in 2002 and then got cast in a uh, sitcom called The Ortegas. And I took my one-year-old and my wife and we moved to L.A. and we've been here ever since pretty much. Okay, so you have still full-time job. You're taking yeah. time off, but you're just really getting good at like that tight your tight 15 minutes. Yeah, I did the... Um, I used to get a feature at that point. Sure, but feature like in San Francisco. You're not on the road. Yeah, no road work at all. Yeah, I've never did, I never went on the road once before I got to quit. No. Because I was just, I had a day job. Yeah. Yeah. I got to make money. And I could stay in LA and get up enough. So in I would Chicago. stay in San Francisco yeah. and get up enough. And I worked, so I was working 70 hours a week in sketch comedy, had a child, yeah, mm -hmm. the whole thing. And then. So you go up. To Montreal. Do you remember who else was in your new faces that year? Finesse Mitchell, Lenny Marcus, um, Todd Lynn. Okay. Todd Lynn, who passed away, rest in peace. And then um, Jamie Denbo, Tammy Pescatelli. A bunch of funsters. Yeah. Yeah. So then you go, you're like just up there straight out of nowhere. They're like, do you want to do this show with the Ortegas? I got uh, auditioned eight times. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was at audition a few times. But then I did the pilot and I went right back to work. Okay. And then we got picked up and I moved everybody down. Whoa, is it still going? Is that show still on? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, been, it's the longest running show on uh, oh my God. TV history. I can't believe I've missed it. Shot seven episodes and it never was put on TV. <laughs> Welcome to Los Angeles. Yeah, that was the best. I was sitting in a Pilgrim's outfit and I bought a car for cash the day before. Mm -hmm. And then uh, watched the script supervisor, uh, Wayne, run away crying. Oh my God. Yeah. I So... <laughs> I mean, I had it not, not, not the same because I didn't have a family, but I was living in New York City and I went and looked at this camera that I really liked at this Leica store. It's like expensive camera. It's an expensive camera shop in Soho. And I ran into Jason Sudeikis, who I have since become better friends with. It was the first time I met him. And I was looking at this camera and it's really expensive. And he's like, can you get the camera? And I was like, I don't know, man. I, you know, um, I'm not sure. And he's like, well, you have enough money now? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, you have that same amount of money tomorrow. And I was like, that's true. I bought it. I got fired from Saturday Night Live walking home from the store. <laughs> Oh my god! New nine thousand dollar camera. Did you take it back immediately? Oh, yeah, yeah, I took it right. Back. Run it right back. I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you tell them this story? Well, I had a two. I played with it for two weeks and took it back because it had a two week return policy. Yeah. Uh, and then I went back in, and Sudeikis was like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry, but like, because I told him later, and he was like, I didn't think about that. I was like, Yeah, no, I was up for renewal that day. Yeah, oh, shit, super funny. Yeah, well. You know, it's just uh, rebounding. No, uh, 100% yeah. rebounding. No, but that's just I'm a, trying a, to like, leave everybody with one last uh, No, but it's funny. Yeah, I ended up making enough money. I have the camera now. It's great. I love it. But like rebuying the camera meant a lot because I was like, okay, now sure. I'm doing good. Now I'm back on track. You really learned to appreciate all the uh, ups and downs. Yeah. yeah. I only, and then, but then I did drop the camera in sand. I was like, I got to quit taking this thing to the fucking beach. Because uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Don't so, take your camera to the beach. 
Or don't take your nice camera to the beach. Take your second bad. Take to the bad camera. Uh, so how many shows? And then we'll move on. Have you been on? That have gotten? I've been in eleven TV pilots, okay. network TV pilots. Yes, a difference. And then uh, sure, yes, that was a big difference. And then I've been on uh, four, five of those gotten picked up. Two have made it to a second season. Wow. And that's not counting Daily Show. So Daily Show is yeah. On you were for, a Daily Show. Who, who were you? So when you were I was a, there with John Oliver, Wyatt, mm-hmm. Jason Jones, Jessica Williams, Samantha B, Asif yeah. Monvi. They're all doing years. pretty good. Everybody's doing. Okay. They're all doing all right. Yeah, John's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, well, that's nuts. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't care about any of that other stuff. You've talked about all that other ad nauseum on podcasts. So I just want to get up to where you quit, which was the Ortegas. And what did your wife say once once the Ortegas finished? You're like, I guess we're staying. Yeah, we're. I, I mean, we were staying. My parents offered me my job back. How sad would that have been to go back to firing people? But right. Uh, but uh, yeah. It it, all. It when all did you get the Daily Show? 2011. Okay, so there was a there was a spot there. Yeah, I uh, took a job working at Comedy.com in 2006, mm-hmm. so I was a consultant. Right. And other than that, didn't work a normal job. Again, I went on the road heavy. I opened for yeah. Hedberg, Chappelle. Dude, what was Hedberg like? I, and then we'll leave. I'm so, he's like, you know, I, he's the greatest in the world to me, but I never met him or saw him live. It was great. I was go around with Lynn and drive around in the RV with uh, Greg Shaley. Um, we were on, I was on a weird tour with Stephen Lynch and Mitch Hedberg together. Oh, wow. And uh, watched, uh, at the, you know, at one point, you know, I was probably in tears saying, you guys can't go on, seeing yeah. how everything was potentially going to end up. Right. And uh, it's telling, I remember telling Jeff Wills, like, it's, you know, reports from the road. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, tricky. You know, it yeah. Was definitely. Um, Is that fun? It was a lot of fun when it was fun, fun yeah. and super sad when it was. You sad. mean like drugs, yeah. like how drugs are? Yeah, I mean it was just we. There was a lot of singers saying like Strokes were hanging out and a guy from Puddle of Mud. <laughs> okay, I'm like Strokes, dope, and then Puddle of Mud. All yeah, right, I okay. don't know why. That sounds cool. Um, Kid Rock's band loved Mitch Hedberg. We'd Who go does? around with them. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So uh, that's all rad. All right. Uh, well, I mean. It's a dope story. And then you start All Things Comedy here. In 2012. 2012 was just like this idea with, because there's Bill, Ten right? Ten podcasts, now 60 podcasts. And you're just like, let's just make a thing because fuck everybody. Fuck, well, like, just like, not why fuck not? everybody, but. No, no, the comedians should own the network that distributes their content. Yeah. Where everyone else is getting rich off comedians. Why don't we all own the company and then get to decide and not have anyone tell us we have to stop making something or have to pitch over and over again? Yeah. Um, fucking. Well, he, he gave him a thumbs up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in, we're in all things coming right now. Uh, and it's doing good. I mean, you guys let me fucking bullshit yeah, in here. So thanks. Great. Um, but I never know how to, how to end the podcast uh, episode. So you go, you go, go ahead and end hit it. me up if uh, you ever want to. Uh, you have any hiring or firing questions? <laughs> so I'll be happy to help you out. DM him. Nothing too detailed. <laughs> I will not be liable if anything goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 